Welcome to the Women Shifting Gears podcast, where we talk to some of the most dynamic, inspiring, and powerful women who are changing the narrative of what it means to be female in the automotive space. I'm your host, Amanda Busick. They say it might not be easy, but it will be worth it. To all the women out there sitting in the left seat, grab your road snacks. Let's go for a ride. The countdown to the inaugural Big Machine Music City Grand Prix is on its last few days as IndyCar heads to Nashville, August 6th through 8th. Liz Allison, the Director of Partnership Relations, walks us through her last-minute to-do list, her responsibilities during race week, and how she plans to recoup after working the hardest she has in her life. Facing tragedy as the late wife of Davy Allison, Liz discusses her grief with us, keeping Davy's memory alive for her children, Robbie and Krista, and finding love and happiness again. Liz's podcast is our 20th episode of Women Shifting Gears. Thank you to Liz for participating in our milestone moment. We can't wait to watch you take in yours on the streets of Nashville. Well, as you guys have known, we've been documenting the countdown to the inaugural Big Machine Music City Grand Prix in Nashville, and it is time to kick off the weekend. And with that, we're going to welcome in the Director of Partnership Relations, Liz Allison, to the Women Shifting Gears podcast. Liz, I have to say, I'm just impressed that you uh, have 30 minutes to join with us. So uh, tell us, what is the length of your to-do list right now? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is just trying to get through emails. I was just telling you that before we hopped on here. It just it, it scares me of what's in the emails that I haven't even read. And I'm not sure that I'll get to them between now and next week. So I've just told everybody on the team and anybody that's a part of anything that I'm doing. If you need me, please call me because <laughs> I don't know that I'll get to it night before last. or I should say morning before last. I was up at 2 a.m. just trying to get through emails. And so it's just it's a lot of um, just the volume, right? Just a lot of a lot of pieces, a lot of moving pieces, which is really exciting. It's such an exciting time. We've been working on this for so long that it's it, it is hard to believe that it's almost here. But it's also I mean, it's really exciting. It's 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 horrifying. It's like <laughs> everything in between. Right. So and it's and it's emotional. I mean, I'm you know, I'm all girl. So, I mean, I went over the Korean bridge the other day and I the hair stood up on my arms and I got emotional. And it's just, you know, I think it's different. I mean, Amanda, you've been in the business for a long time, too. I've been in business in NASCAR for over 30 years. So for me, you know, going to a racetrack, we go to a racetrack and we look at it. You know, we walk into it and we see it and we go back every year and we go to that same racetrack and we know where everything is and and we know what it's going to look like and we know what we're doing. And in this case, we don't because we are creating, we're creating, right? We're building, creating this amazing idea you know that has come to life and and all along the way we're asking people to trust us and to envision what it is that we're creating here and so it is like this beautiful painting you know that's coming to life and then you just you know you you just pray when you get to the the completion of the painting that it's you know that it's it's all that you expected it to be right I want to come back to your post. I saw that on Twitter, and uh, but I want to uh, come back to that because I think it's uh, just part of the journey as you talk of of this whole development uh, from the start of this project to now where we're almost um, about to see it come to life in that painting uh, from the very beginning. When uh, when rumors or talks were around this race, uh, how did you get involved? I, I was still working for NASCAR and, and still, you know, traveling and doing my thing hospitality wise. And, um, and then 
COVID happened. And so, you know, that's like, put the skids on for everybody. Right. And so I wasn't, wasn't traveling at the time. And I've known Matt Cruz for years. Uh, I knew him, you know, back when, when Davey was still with us. And so I, I um, had, Matt and I had kind of gone in and out of each other's lives through the years professionally. And, um, and so it was just a situation to where they, things were starting to, to come together in a, in a really big way. And it was starting to become very clear of where some of the, where some of the, the spaces were, you know, where some of the places needed to be filled and, and some of the personnel that needed to come in and fill some of those spaces. And so it just worked out that I wasn't traveling because of the pandemic. Um, I live in Nashville. You know, I'm a Nashvilleian. I've been here since 1994. I've raised, you know, my family here. And so it just made perfect sense. Uh, and, and again, just knowing Matt had never worked with him, but had known him forever. I'm, I'm a racer at heart. And, you know, I do have people ask me all the time, like, is that weird? Like, you're totally like you're full on IndyCar and you're like, you, you've always been a NASCAR girl. And I don't see it that way at all. Like I just, first of all, I see it as it's a, it's a, it's an amazing challenge. Uh, I've literally, and I, I say this with all seriousness, I have never worked so hard in my life. And I mean, and I'm, and I'm a worker. Um, and so I, but I don't see it as it's IndyCar and NASCAR, you know, I see it as, as racing. I'm a racer. I love racing. And so it's, um, it's, it's just amazing to be a part of it, but that's how, that's how I came on board. Can you give us any background of, I mean, it's such a, you talk, think about just the undertaking it is to throw uh, a race for the first time, much less in a city. Uh, I was reading that uh, you guys are now going through and, and re-leveling all the manhole covers and adding extra struts to the Korean Veterans Moral Bridge and, and all the stuff that goes into it. When you take on a project like this, um, I, I, how? It, yeah, I mean, you know what? I ask that question every single day. I mean, I... I can honestly say the people that I work with, I have so much respect for them. I just our crew, there's not one person on our team that is not busting their butt right now. And that's not doing the same thing I'm doing. You know, that's not, they're sleeping two hours a night and they're trying to get through hundreds of emails and, and just the logistics, the logistics of pulling together something like this, especially the first time. But, you know, to your point, it's, I mean, we're not, we're not out somewhere building a racetrack people. We're going in the middle of, of town, you know, and, and, and moving back the landscape and, and inserting ourselves in race cars and, you know, and, and doing it, you know, with safety in mind and, and dealing with the city and, and IndyCar and all the other series and the hotels and the Chamber of Commerce and the Sports Council. And it's just, it is, I, I mean, it is truly amazing that it's even happening. And it's because everybody has been so behind it, you know, from the, from our local level politicians, you know, to, to the state level, uh, it's just been truly amazing. And we'll have many of them that will be on site and, and will be attending and, and enjoying all of our, our race activities uh, over the course of next weekend. But it's, um, it, I, I don't know, man, it's like the heaviest lifting ever. And I mean, I literally go down there every day. I was just, I was downtown earlier and I was in front of one of our hotels and, looking at some more of the fencing that's going up. And I just stand there in awe, you know, because it's just like, that doesn't just appear. 
right? Somebody's out there doing that. And so when everybody else is sleeping, then, you know, our crew, so many times, they're not starting till nine, 10 o'clock at night and working overnight to get this stuff done. So it, it's with, it's with a lot of heart. It's with a lot of passion. It's with a lot of, um, a lot of fatigue <laughs> and, um, and just, you know, the, just the, just the wherewithal to get out there and do it. So I, I stand in awe of, of the team that I'm a part of every day and salute them. We're when the, this will air, uh, and our audience knows these are pre-recorded, but this will air next week. But right at this moment, we're about 10 days out uh, from actual race day. What are the biggest items on your list to get done as we count down to do the race in 10 days? Yeah, so this is really, and that's a great question. This is really the most stressful time, I feel like. And that's what I told my team this morning. I just said, look, you guys, because a lot, a, lot a lot of my team, we've got a handful of interns that are on my team and they've never been a part of anything like this and they don't really know what to expect. And, you know, and there, there's, you know, listen, there's some meltdowns, right? I mean, there's people that are tired and people that are feeling, you know, overwhelmed and are we doing enough and are we where we're supposed to be? And I, I told them this is exactly what we're supposed to be feeling right now. You know, we're not at the point where everything has been checked. You know, we're not at the point where every everything has been buttoned up. We're at the point where we're doing that. And so we're supposed to be stressed right now. And that's part of it. That's part of the journey. If, if, if we didn't feel that way, I would be concerned because it's too early to have everything buttoned up. There's too many moving pieces. There's a big concert. Garth Brooks is in town this weekend. Everything go, hits the skids for us this weekend because Garth Brooks is at the stadium. And so, you know, with all of that, right? And so we we don't we don't get the stadium back, if you will, until Monday morning. And so we we have to put everything on hold for the for the weekend and then come back and hit it hard on Monday morning. And so so I, I just continue to tell them you're feeling what you're supposed to feel. And and it, it's it's normal when we get to this time next week. You know, it, then we don't want to feel this right. We, we do need to have those boxes checked and we do need to have all of these things buttoned up. But right now we're right where we're supposed to be. And, and that just means there's a million balls in the air. That means there's things flying at us that we have no idea that we're even coming. And, and we just, you know, we we take those and we it's what we make out of each one of those when they come at us. And and I, I told the team too, listen, we're going to drop the ball. Like we're going to, there's going to be a few things that are going to slip next week. And it's not, it's not that we're going to get by with things not slipping. It's what do we do with it when it slips? Because it's going to happen. You know, when you have that many things and this many people and this many events, something's going to come up. That's like, whoops. Okay. We missed that. So now what's the next right thing to do? And, and that's where we are is just trying to, to do what we need to do right now. Look ahead to next week. So when we get to this point next week, we know that we've done what we need to do. We take care of what comes out of us, comes at us that we didn't know was coming and we get to enjoy it because at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. I, I like what you said in the sense of focusing on what needs to happen now. You also said a little bit earlier that you've never worked as hard as you have than you have right now. What motivates you? Gosh, I mean, I'm like, I so believe I so believe in what we're doing. You know, I believe in. I believe in motorsports. I'm a race fan. I believe in in entertainment. I believe in in bringing families together and enjoying cars and speed and and I just I you know I 
I love it. I just love racing. And so I want to be a part of bringing something new and exciting to people that A, love it, and B, have never experienced it a day in their lives. You know, that's a win, right? I mean, that's a win for everybody. When the, when the people that, that are coming to see cars come and see it and they love it, that's great. But the people that they don't know and they leave and they love it, then, oh my goodness, you know, what What a victory. And, and if people leave our race weekend and they, they never saw a car, but they had a good time, okay, you know, we'll take that too. You know, whatever it is, I, I'm just so excited to be a part of something that's, that's fun and that's good and it's exciting and it, and it takes people's minds off of hard work and hard times in their lives, maybe, or whatever it may be. And uh, I mean, you know, you and I've talked about this before, but I'm a worker. I love to work. I love, I love the challenge. I like the way I feel when I get up every day and I'm challenged with something. I, I will say there have been a few days where I was like, who, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The volume of this and the load of this, it does feel heavier than anything that, that I have been a part of. And I, I consider myself to be very organized and I, um, and, and I, I'm, you know, there've been a few moments where I'm like, okay, this, this might be the end of the rope of my organization here, but you know, we just keep digging deeper. And I think that's what makes us stronger is when you think you're at the end of the rope, then you go a little, little deeper and then you find something else. And that's, that's what we're finding on our team. And it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so blessed to be a part of it. We'll be right back with you guys here on the women shifting gears podcast. After this quick word from our sponsor, the circuit of the Northwest. Hi, I am Brian Nielsen, founder of Circuit of the Northwest, a world-class multi-use motorsports facility and racing destination located in the Pacific Northwest. I am proud to support the Shifting Gears community and their mission to get women in the left seat. It mirrors our mission, making the Circuit of the Northwest equal for all. Because, you know, the car knows no gender. A limited number of pre-construction founding memberships will become available in June at preferred rates at circuitofthenorthwest.com. I think I find with women, especially women that um, are in roles that uh, that it re is responsible for a lot of um, stress or a lot of things that uh, they're managing. With that, how do you balance your self care? Well, that's funny. You should ask that. So last week, I was in the doctor's office twice with two mm. injections of steroids and on a and on a dose pack because my arm after working 14, 16 hour days of trying to just answer emails and do, I have, Hey, it's, it's just overused. My doctor said it is truly just overused. I've never had anything happen like that before, but you can't, we can't stop right now. So I literally last week, it was, I mean, it was kind of, it was comical, but not because I was in so much pain, but yeah, I mean, you just, I just kept dragging myself into the office because we had to be there, you know? And so I think that that has been the biggest challenge is that is how do, you know, we as, as women, right. I mean, like truly take care of ourselves, take care of the people around us, take care of our responsibilities. And, you know, and I, I didn't do so well the past few weeks. So I kind of, kind of flunked with that and, you know, got and ended up right there. And one of those visits was to the ER. So it just, you know, so I think that, for, you know, for me, it's that reminder is that, hey, you know, like right now it's, 
you know, it, it's been a long day. So that means that I have to take a break for a few hours. And, and, and the race is going to get here next week, regardless of whether I get to those hundreds of emails that need to be answered or not. And, and I think for women, I feel pretty certain that you're like I am, you know, we're perfectionists and we want it done and we want it done yesterday, you know, but it doesn't always have to be that way. So I'm really trying to kind of check myself of what can, what's the next right thing I can do? What's the best thing that I can do for myself in the midst of all of this? How can I take care of myself, take care of my responsibilities, find that balance. And for me, that means taking some breaks throughout the day, you know, giving my arm a break, you know, getting out, walking the course, whatever it may be. And then just uh, knowing also that I'm, I'm scheduling a crash and burn. And I, I know that my daughter goes to college the very next day, the wow. events <laughs> one day and we have events all next week, offsite events. And we got her check-in and her check-in is at 11 a.m. on the ninth. And I was like, are you kidding me? And so, you know, I just told my husband then, you know, I'm just going to schedule a crash and burn after that. So, and I, and I think that's part of it. You know, sometimes it's, we, we have that self-care in it and sometimes it's, we're going to push through and then we're going to take care of ourselves when we get to the other side of it. And so, um, so yeah, so that's my plan is a little crash and burn on the beach somewhere with a, with a margarita in my hand and, and no computer. <laughs> uh, I think you have earned it and deserved it. Uh, and it's, it's interesting cause it's, it's, you know, reminding, uh, to add a little, um, grace in, in the process and, and, you know, you're in a weird way, the chaos and, and the stress that it's is right now, it's also a little bit probably why you love it as well. Uh, but with that said, you know, this is also a memory and a moment for you. Uh, how do you plan to take in race day? Well, I have a lot of responsibilities. So I, th I think that really looking, I have my, assist my assistant right now working on my my schedule for the week. I, I, our, our approach to race week is different from other events. We you know, we're kind of an all entertainment package. Like we have, we have hotel buys, you know, we have offsite events. We have, you know, we have sponsorship levels that include offsite events and private entertainment and, and complete hotel buys that, that we're managing. And so these are all things outside of, of our race event that puts a lot of layers on top of, of, of what, we're doing. And so there's a lot of extra responsibilities that are going with how we're approaching our, our event, because it is a, a music car event, if you will, it's not just a race. Um, and so with that, I have my assistants kind of working on my schedule for the week so that I can a, a few moments here, or there find time to just take it in for a minute, you know, and I, one thing that's really important to me is on Friday when the cars hit the track for the first time, I, I want to be somewhere where I can see them hit the track for the first time. You know, I don't want to be somewhere where I'm hearing it. I want to see it. So that's really important to me. So I've asked her to build that in. And then on Sunday, uh, well, and let me, I'll back up on Saturday, the poll award is really, really important to me. That's very personal for me. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's emotional for me. Um, so that's really important. So I will build that in. Um, and then Sunday, you know, I want to make sure that over the course of the day with all the responsibilities that when, when it's all said and done, 
that there's a, a moment at the end of the day to, to have a glass of wine <laughs> and say, you know, thank you to everybody that was a part of it, you know, that for, for making it happen because it's, you know, it's not one person. It's not, it's not five people, you know, it's not one person's idea, if you will, it is a mountain of people and energy that have made this happen. And there's people obviously like Matt that were a part of it, you know, the, the creator founder that, that did so much of the heavy lifting early on, but man, there's been so much that's been done since then. And all those people need to be, um, you know, just, I don't know, recognized and, and just to say thank you. So I want to be there to be a part of saying thank you for that. I want to go a little deeper on uh, the poll award is in memory of, of Brian Clawson. Uh, with this one, I, I imagine you have your own um, kind of experience with it as well. Uh, why is this part of the endeavor so meaningful to you? Well, you know, I've, I'm sure a lot of people probably know that I, you know, I lost my husband, um, Davey, back in, 93 and he was an or he was I should say he wasn't an organ donor but we donated his organs and so some people maybe don't know that part of it and it's very personal for me because because it was Davy and it's also personal for me because I have become so close to to Brian's family um and just you know people that that lose it, you know, in our community too, it's a, it's a big, it's a big business, but it's a small community. We're a tight family, regardless of what type of racing that, that, that we're in, whatever form, whatever vehicle it may be, we're, we're a tight community. And, and I, I feel, I feel for them, you know, every day and, and just having the opportunity to get to know them and, uh, and, and know how important this is to them and how special it is for them. It just makes it so much more important to me. Um, and, and Matt Cruz, knowing that, asked me to, to kind of spearhead that part of it from the beginning. So I've been able to be a part of that with them. They came to Nashville and spent some time with us. And I went to Indianapolis with, uh, with them to be a part of that special press announcement there. And then they're coming in as our guest for Race Weekend. So it's just really important to me for them to feel special to feel, um, you know, to feel loved, you know, for them to know that Brian's been remembered. And, and for me personally speaking, you know, it, it always pulls a heartstring. Davey was young. He was vibrant. He was, he was a, just a, an amazing person, just like Brian, you know, and, and we often joke, there's things that they'll tell me about Brian that remind me so much of Davey. And, um, so for, you know, for Davey, he, he had not chosen to be an organ donor. Um, we, we had to make that choice. Um, that's, I think that's probably part of, of what I, what I communicate with people is that if you, if that's something that's important to you, please let people know, you know, don't, don't make the people that love you make that decision in, in that time. Cause it's, it's so hard to do. Um, but we made that decision knowing that decision, knowing that it was the right one for Davey and that he would have made that decision. So it's, um, it's just important. It's just, it's, it's deep for me. And I just, I want to be able to take in that time with them and, and just make sure it's all that they want it to be. What did you love about Davey? Um, I loved that he loved people. I mm -hmm. loved that everybody mattered to him. Um, he just had just a unique quality in the sense that he, he could be anybody, you know, he, he could be, 
he could sit and talk to the farmer down the road. He could sit and talk to the CEO. He could, he could talk to the, to the mechanic working on his car, the plumber, you know, and stopping the toilet, you know, whatever it is, just, he just had that unique ability to really connect and everybody felt that. And that's why people all these years later still talk about him because he had that, he just had that gift of being able to, to be engaged in, in conversation and, and in people's lives. And they felt that they felt that energy. And, and he, he had such a deep, <laughs> he had such a deep, um, concentration level that when he talked to people like he was so like ingrained like in what they were talking about like he would really kind of lose himself into into their eyes and into their conversation and i think that really pulled people even more into him because they realized he was really he was really into what they were talking about and saying whatever it may be you know whether it was a deep topic or not and then i just i think that's such a gift you know, what a gift that is to give to people um to just to, I don't know, for them to feel special and, and to, to be heard. And I, I just think that was something special that he had. And I always, I always admired that in him. Hearing stories of him and, and knowing how people felt about Davy Allison, how did that help you in your grief? I don't know if it helped or hurt because I think that in, in some ways it, it hurt so much because you, he was such a good person that, I mean, who doesn't want more good people around, you know, and, and the, and the, he was such a good person that it, it hurt that much more. You know, I remember somebody telling me that the more, the more you grieve, you know, the more, the more you love, the more you grieve. And, and I, I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, it's, we grieve everybody that we lose. I mean, there's and anybody that you love, you grieve them. And I just I think that people that are really good people that you there's just I don't know, there's just that loss of that of that innocence of that spirit of that person. And it makes it harder. You have uh, two very special gifts uh, that uh, was part of the of your family with Davy Allison. Uh, your children, how have you continued uh, the memory of, of who Davy Allison was to you into them? I mean, I just always talked about him like he was still a part of us. And and I am so grateful that I did that. I, and I don't even know where that came from, honestly, at the time. I, I think a part of me, I, I lived in such fear for so long that he would be forgotten that I, I think that maybe subconsciously I, I talked about him so that he wouldn't be forgotten. But I also, I wanted there to be an ease of conversation about their dad. There's, I, I know for my family, just there, whenever somebody died, like we didn't talk about him anymore. And, you know, for Robbie and Krista, they were one and three years old. So they, they didn't know their dad. And I didn't want them. I didn't want him to a be a bigger than life figure that they felt like they could never touch, you know, that it was somebody that wasn't real and it wasn't, you know, it was, I wanted him to be as real to them as, as, as they could create in their minds. And I felt like in doing that, if we could always keep him as a part of our conversation and, and as part of our lives, that it would make it easier for them to do that. Then, because with them not having a memory of their dad, they really had to create in their heart and in their, and in their minds and in their soul, like what, who their dad was because they didn't know him. Um, so that I think that's probably where 
part of that came from. And the other part is I, I probably just didn't know what else to talk about half the time, <laughs> you know, with them, with their dad, like, you know, just when he's not around, you just talk about him. And so um, they laugh about it now. You know, they're they Krista used to say, I used to be confused. I couldn't figure out if dad was gone somewhere and he wasn't coming home, or like if you know, because I just I wanted to keep talking about him. So, um, <laughs> again, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but but we do, do joke about it a lot now. But, um, but they they both they're grateful that that he's remained a part of our lives. They're grateful that they have been able to come to a place in their lives where they have created that image of who their dad was, who he is in their lives now. Um, and I think that, that for them too, now that Robbie has kids, he has two and he has another one on the way. Um, Krista doesn't have any children yet, but you know, we talk about, they, Theo talks about grandpa Davy all the time. Yeah. And it's so funny because other people are uncomfortable to hear it. And it's, and I think that, thank God, you know, with Robbie and Krista, I did that because now it gives me so much joy to see Theo playing with little 28 cars, little diecast cars, saying, Grandpa <laughs> Davey. You know, and it's funny because Davey was 32 when he died. So it's hard to think of him as Grandpa Davey. But, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful. We're, we're a very honest family. We, you know, we try to, we try to, um, you know, we, we try to keep things as, as real as we can so we can keep things as honest as we can. And I, and I think that that helps us even now, you know, as we deal with Davey all these years later. In the community, uh, especially within the Women Shifting Gears community, I, I am sure there is uh, members or someone listening that might be um, dealing with grief. Uh, I had read an article, it was a story of the comparison of waves to grief and how at first they're strong and just knock you over. And uh, as time goes on, uh, maybe they're not as strong, but then, you know, Christmas is around the corner and you know that a wave is coming or moments like that. If you were to um, give advice uh, to someone of how to maybe be kind to themselves in their grief, uh, any recommendations from you? You know, it's about the, the about the wave. So I've always I, I've always kind of looked at the wave for for me. It's I think about if you're standing out in the water and you see the wave coming and you're you're tensing up and you're you know, you're you're fighting it and, and the wave's going to you're going to get hurt. Right. It's going to hurt like heck when it hits you. If you turn around and you kind of go with it and you just let your body kind of go with it and, and accept it and ride it in, then it, it's a lot smoother ride. And that's the way that that I've tried to look at it. I tried to fight it. It didn't work. Um, grief, grief will win every time. It's um, grief doesn't know time. It's uh, it it just. I mean, you know, you you've had you've had your own loss, so you 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 know, like you can you can it can be ten years, and you can go to a place that feels like it was ten minutes ago. Um, and that that's the way the heart works. That's the way grief works. And so I, for me, it's man, don't fight it. Just, you know, feel it, call it for what it is. Um, I have amazing friends that when, when I didn't have enough sense to call it what, what it was that they were, they were able to, to name it for me, you know, and whether it's I'm mad, whether I'm sad, whether I'm confused, uh, whether I'm all of those things, I think just being real with myself about about what I'm feeling and just go with it because it will pass. 
that wave is going to pass. And then, you know, another one will come along and, and you just, you know, you just ride it in and I, grief can be a beautiful thing. It, it can be, it can be really scary and it can be really hard too. And it can be all of those things at once, but it can be a beautiful thing. And on the other side of it can be, um, you know, where I found myself with a, an amazing husband who adores me and, and Robbie and Krista and our daughter, Bella, who um, never, ever questioned or, or felt insecure about anything with Davey, always respected, honored uh, me, my past life, you know, Davey, uh, my, the Allison family racing, you know, my career, uh, the memory of Davey, all those things that that is such a gift. And and if I didn't go through the grief and get to the other side, then I could not have experienced that, that either. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, as you mentioned, yeah, I, I do know with a little thing or two about grief. Uh, it is, uh, I liken it to when tragedy happens, uh, especially um, traumatic tragedy on a family. It's like a nuclear bomb and the pieces never can go back the way they were, but you just have to, um, I remember talking to you earlier when we were doing the, prior to the sit down with you and Denise, you were just saying you just kept pushing forward. Um, and I, I admire that in you. Well, you're sweet. I thank you for saying that. I, I think that as, as women, and I, 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 same thing in you, we do, we do what we're called to do. Right. And we, if we, women are strong and if we're, if we're called to dig deep, then we dig deep and we do what we, what we need to do. And, um, just, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. So by the grace of God, I, you know, have been given the, the gift of getting to the other side of that, of that horrible heartbreak. Um, it doesn't mean that I still don't, I still don't feel it. And that there's not times where I still don't cry. And there's times that I still grieve for my kids of what they never had. Um, but I am so grateful to be to the other side of it and then, and feel for the people that, that, you know, that are there and, and then feel that responsibility to, to reach out and perhaps lend a hand to someone that needs it. Well, on a light side, even, you know, the weekend of the inaugural music, music City Grand Prix, as I said, what a celebration, even for yourself, such an accomplishment. Uh, what do you think Davey would say to you about it? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's funny because, you know, my life in racing with Davey was, was, a, was a wife, you know, a girlfriend and then a wife, you know, and, and, a, and a mom. And so my career, I've spent the majority of my my time in NASCAR as, as without Davey. And so, you know, and then, then switching over and, you know, into my role with, with the Grand Prix and with IndyCar. And so it, I don't know, I think he'd be proud. You know, I think he would be proud that, that I, I moved on, you know, and that, that I, I think he would be, I, I, so many times through the years, I have felt like he would say, you know, you need to let me go and you need to, you know, you need to, I don't know why I just get so emotional about this kind of stuff. I think I'm exhausted, <laughs> but um, you know, you need to let me go and, and kind of, you know, just move forward with your career and your life. And, um, and so there's a part of him that always goes with me, you know, whatever I do, but I know, I know he would be proud and he would be, you know, he would be happy that life goes on. And, and he, I mean, he loved exciting things. He would be excited that this exciting. And um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know what he'd think about the whole IndyCar part because you know, he's all, <laughs> he all NASCAR, but, you know. 
We're going to take a quick pause here on the Women Shifting Gears podcast to hear from our sponsor, Purvey Hair. I love supporting women shifting gears and champion females who charge hard in the left seat of race cars. My name is Shay Holsher and I'm the CEO of Purvey Products. My company makes salon quality hair care products. We are women owned and women run. Our products are powered by the highest quality clean natural ingredients on the planet. We believe women are changing the world. We give 1% of our revenue back to Project Beauty Share, a nonprofit that supports women in need. Visit our website at purveyproducts.com and use the code LOVEPURVEY, all in cap, and say, save 30% on your first order. Well, on the excitement, you have a whole city of people that are anticipating the inaugural Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. When someone thinks of Nashville, it's music, it's restaurants, it's sports. Now it's going to be racing. Why was Nashville the perfect place for this event? We're just such an entertainment city. I mean, I think that just, I mean, honestly, that just kind of, that just hits the nail on the head. I mean, I can't think of any place other than Nashville for all of this. When you think about the music and I mean, even our, our lineup, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, the whole weekend is so much fun. And then to have the Opry stage, you know, for the whole Opry show to take place right on our stage at the end of our race on Sunday. I mean, I think that just caps off the whole weekend. I mean, where else can you do that other than Nashville? Uh, so I just I just think it makes perfect sense, first of all. But I think Nashville, I mean, we know how to do it. You know, we look at Fourth of July, for goodness sakes. I mean, it was crazy the amount of people that showed up in Nashville for Fourth of July. And we have our, you know, our city is is well prepped for it. They they know how to do big events, the city officials and and the fans come out and and just droves. It's crazy. So I mean, we're super excited about it. And and there's so many things that are going on industry wise that are fun too. I mean, we've got a, a great big fan fest on Thursday night that'll be fun. We've got a lot of different private parties going on. And I mentioned the hotels, so much uh, entertainment, private entertainment, and all the race teams that are doing things offsite. There's so much going on that's even in, that doesn't even have anything to do with our, I mean, it has to do with our event, but not us. It's, you know, sponsors or car owners or whatever. So I, it's just been so fun to see the industry really get into it and just to see so much happening. It's so exciting. One of those events will be our Women with Drive Summit uh, that yeah. will kick off on Friday. As a woman in this industry, why do you feel that it's important for females to be involved in automotive well, I, you know, I want I want females to feel comfortable with it, you know, and I think that's that's the thing is that so many women, maybe they could get interested in it, but they feel intimidated by it because they don't understand it. And, and I tell women all the time, you don't have to understand it. Just enjoy it, you know, and I mean, the the understanding part will come. If, if you if you enjoy it and you just start kind of taking part or start watching or attending, whatever it may be, what whatever level, like the understanding will come. And I just want people to have fun. I have so many women that that are coming to race weekend for different events over the course of the weekend that know nothing about cars. They know that they've never been to a race. They're so excited because a, they, they think it's the place to be because it is. <laughs> and then, you know, the other yeah. thing is it's, it's exciting and it's new. And so for women, I, that's what I'm just like, you know, don't feel intimidated, just come enjoy it, take it in, you know, take what you like, leave, leave the rest. Right. I mean, you don't have to know everything that's up underneath the car, just come out and enjoy it. And I, I love that the that everything is taken 
in place that you all are doing next week, you know, Thursday night and Friday. I mean, it's super exciting. And the lineup that you guys have and you're sold out, that event sold out, which is amazing. I'm pretty, that's also a testament to all the work and, and the logistics and all the infrastructure that you guys have done to even be able to help events that are in conjunction with what you guys have going on. So uh, I know that there was a lot of support back and forth. So we, we appreciate you on that. And I know you're familiar with our hot lap segment, but I hope you forgot some of the questions. So I'm going to come <laughs> fast at you. Uh, you're going on a road trip. Where are you headed? I'm going to Seaside. I'm going to give you the same answer I gave you before. I'm always going to Seaside. <laughs> All right. Well, you're you're driving. Who's your passenger? My passenger, uh, I guess it would probably be my husband. He'd probably like to go along to Seaside with me. <laughs> All right. What are you going to let him play on the radio? Oh, okay. We don't agree on music very much. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, that's the one thing that we don't. And he changes the channel like every like 10 seconds. Ooh, that's me. That's me. Oh my gosh, drives me nuts. <laughs> so I'm I'm like all into like I like yacht rock radio and so Ooh. I'm like totally into yacht rock and he's and he usually likes he's into um I mean he likes Kenny Chesney, he likes that some of the other stations that and I can land on one and stay there all day. So yeah, we'll fight over the radio. We do agree on the yacht rock channel. I just want to listen to all of the things from the yacht rock channel after yes. 10 seconds. <laughs> what are you driving on this road trip we're usually in my suv so that's that's and he's usually driving and i'm dozing in and out do you have a favorite road <laughs> snack um you know i'm gonna stick with my old goldfish i love my goldfish <laughs> if you can i want you to try to place yourself uh to sunday morning of race day what do you think will be your leading emotion of the day? I hope it's relief. <laughs> That's what I hope yeah. it is. I hope it's relief. I have a feeling it'll be exhaustion because I'm already there. So I feel like that, you know, from my, my two emotional breakdowns that I've already had in the past 40 minutes with you should be an indication of where I am right now. I, I mean, I, I think I know I'll be exhausted. I think relieved because there's so many. I have 14 events that lead up to that that morning that are that are off-site events and such. So I, I hopefully at that point we'll feel like a great sense of relief. Uh, I think just a great sense of, of pride for our team um, for what for what they um, I know will accomplish. And just, you know what, grateful. Just grateful for the beautiful weather that I know that that I'm just you know praying over and just um, just an amazing weekend. And so I that's that's it. I think grateful exhausted and relieved <laughs> well here's to all the post-race margaritas the no emails the no computer i am sending you all of that energy well thank you and hopefully no more injections for the arm <laughs> thank you liz i can't wait to share the weekend with you thank you i appreciate it the women shifting gears podcast is produced by gs events a female-owned collective with a mission to amplify women's voices across the automotive culture. Follow along on our journey on Instagram and Twitter at the handle Women Shifting Gears or on the web at gsevents.live.